0: Bookland. before we start today's excellent show, if you're like me and you want a championship, you should head over to FantasyChamps.com to get trophies, belts, rings, all a smorgasbord of your glory. Make sure you lord it over everyone, and here's the best part. You can get a $59 free ring whenever you add a trophy or a belt to the cart. Add that $59 ring and use the code FREERING at FantasyChamps.com.
1: Tuesday, January 10th, welcome in one and all.
0: (laughs) We're still here and happy to be here. Thrilled to be here. I know a lot of people were sad yesterday. They were refreshing their podcast app and saying, where's the ballers? Where are you
2: at? We were um, on a yacht.
0: We were on a yacht. Had, that was kind of our reward for this season. We got a yacht. So it it's pretty cool. It's called yeah. a,
2: it's a desert yacht. <laughs> right. It just sits in the sand. <laughs> a lot of people
0: call it an RV, but we call it the we yacht. We took the wheels off. Right. Well, it can't move. Um, but on the back we painted the word yacht. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, here we are. We're through the entire
1: 2022 football season.
2: Regular season.
1: Yes. The part
0: the fantasy season,
1: Mike. Yeah. We're through it. We now,
0: are. now real football starts. Real football is not a thing throughout the regular season. That's called fantasy football time. Now we enjoy real NFL football. Yeah, it's the fantasy football preseason now.
1: Right. For 2023. So um, we've, got, we've got stuff to talk about. We've got studs and duds from this past week 18.
0: Got a lot of news.
1: Yeah, Jason can wear his uh, cardinal polo if you're watching on YouTube. Oh man, uh, with slightly more
0: yeah, pride, hope, hope, slightly yeah. more hope. hope. There was no hope with That's the, the correct word with the Cliff and keim, uh regime, and now combination. Yeah. yeah, now I have hope that we can not mess it up. I mean, I'm pessimistic about our odds, but you know, hope. Okay,
1: and then the big part of today's show. I mean, and again, if you're watching, which not many of you are, but some of you are, if you're watching, you can see a giant cast iron footy award sitting on our desk, and we're going to be announcing the footy award nominees live on today's show for you to go and vote. And uh, you can select them. We will be giving those footy awards away next week. It's a yearly tradition. Everything from uh, show moment of the year to poopiest pants award to positional uh you know best performances and clutch performances it'll be fun
0: of all the years we've done this many many years I think this has been the closest to call votes you know like every single category I'm like man there is not or I would say most of the categories there's one where I I think it's over. Um, but most of the categories, I could not tell who I should vote for. There was three or four deserving parties in every category. So you guys are going to decide for us. Yep. So we'll go through those nominees, talk through
1: them today after we get through Suds and Duds. couple of other quick announcements at the top of the show. You know that DFS pass we have?
2: Yeah, I've heard of it. The with, DFS pass. with uh, Yeah, Borgen Betts. Yeah, those
1: guys. Uh, they've done very well this year. You've heard us talk about the DFS pass. It's a good time if you are done with the regular season to play some DFS. We said Borg bets.
2: <laughs> that's that's how we that's talked how we to him talk too. to him. <laughs>
1: Borg. We value your work so much. You work very hard. You earn our listeners' money. So what we're going to do is we're going to take we're going to take all that work and we're going to give it away for free for the playoffs. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How does it make you feel, Kyle? I feel valued. Yeah? Yeah. The people get it for free, so I, I do like that. I free. mean, w- the reason being is we we run it through the fan uh, through the NFL playoffs, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity to see what it's all about. So you can jump in, dfspass.com, for 0 cents. That's a pretty good deal. And you can sign up. Uh, you can access the DFS Pass throughout the NFL playoffs. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I know I'm going to get into some DFS here in the NFL playoffs and uh, you can check out their work and the tools and all the resources there in the DFS pass a chance to kind of see what you've been missing if you didn't get in this year and And, prep you up for next year
0: yeah and and we now that the season has been wrapped up we have some kind of uh, data on how we fared in certain things like uh, I know the the betting article in season 92 and 75 on hitting those and on the uh, season long props eight and two 80 percent so there's a lot of value to be had in there, a lot of fun to have through the playoff weeks. And uh, so check that
1: out, dfspass.com. The website's thefantasyfootballers.com. If you want to check out everything else we got going on, you know we'll be getting into the dynasty pass here soon. Lots of turning the page moments here for the show as we get through the season. We look forward to the future, and then of course we watch the playoff football as fans, just as fans. You don't have to. Freak out about every single play going wrong,
2: Jason. Oh, but you can if you want to. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) You can always have something
2: riding on it. Shall we get into the news? Yes.
0: News and notes from around the league. I don't know how you want to handle this. Yeah, you We're going to handle it like professionals. Yeah, real professionals. You're going to touch that button. I mean –
2: You you think? I think we're... Look, I just need somebody to find it for me. A a man lost his job. (laughs) But he wasn't good at it. And he already got his money. Get out of here, Cliff. Yeah, you're gone. You sucked.
0: Woo! Cliff Kingsbury's gone. He's out. He's been let go.
1: And the Cardinals got the number three pick. Thank you, Denver. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Cliff Kingsbury despite signing him to a fresh extension for no reason last year. This is the Cardinals. uh, This is their new thing. Yeah. Top 10 pick on Josh Rosen. Invest the future in him. Say goodbye the next year. Brand new extension for Cliff Kingsbury. Everyone's shaking their heads. Team third worst in the league. Number three pick. Yep. And Cliff Kingsbury, he does not look like the same person he was when he started this job.
0: No, it looks like one of those White House transitions from beginning of term to end uh, with Cliff Kingsbury. But the the nice thing is, future is bright, and also uh, Steve Kime, general manager, has stepped down from that role, will be involved with the organization going forward, but uh, is no longer the general manager. So general manager, head coach, openings for the Arizona Cardinals, but they aren't the only team with head coach openings. My favorite one, my favorite one is definitely... King Lovey Smith, as I will (laughs) refer to him, I mean, a nine-year head coach uh, with an above 500 record for the Chicago Bears. I mean, a true Chicago Bear. Yes. As the head coach of the (laughs) Texans went out there and took that first number one pick for the Texans and turned it into the Chicago Bears number one pick, said, peace, see you. He was fired that night like everyone else. Everyone else's was, you know, Monday was the day that they're let go. No, they, I, I, man, the Houston had Jackson's to be the walk, organization.
2: It had to be the walk back to the locker room. Yeah. But look, Lovey Smith is doing his job, which is go out there and win football games and, you know, try to secure your job as the coach next year, be the coach somewhere else. And it took a fourth and 20 miracle touchdown, Hail Mary go then going for it for two. I mean, in the the world of like of, of the end of the season here Lovey smith remains true uh bears king mm-hmm. jeff saturday maintained his draft position losing that game in a miraculous fashion i mean russell they, wilson the 12th man helped they, you know
0: the the season of uh, uh be even better for the seahawks
1: but at the end at least knocked their pick down one spot for Arizona. Yeah, the openings, Cardinals, Broncos, Colts, Panthers, Texans. And then the Cardinals and Titans both have general manager openings. I don't know if you saw the Titans have requested permission to uh, talk to some of the Cardinal front office. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) And the Broncos. They they like what they see. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's up and
0: comers. Uh, Adrian Wilson, I know, has had his name floated around for a couple of teams. It wasn't Wilson.
1: I don't have the name in front of me here. Really? No, it wasn't. Uh, but they, they did request permission to talk to another part of the Permission granted.
0: Off. I think this is next-level stuff from the Titans trying to get the Cardinals to say, oh, oh uh, get that, us that, the- <laughs> that, that guy's wanted to run the league. We should just promote from within. So, openings, opportunities, Sean Payton's the
1: big name out there at head coach, received permission to uh, – the Broncos received permission to talk to Sean Payton. There will be compensation made to the Saints. He's under contract for two more years with the Saints and a big, big, big paycheck for Sean Payton if he comes back to coach. But the Broncos are in that position, right? They have kind of the endless money situation going on, and they dumped it into Russell Wilson, and now you need to find somebody that can work with him. Bill Belichick also coming back to coach for a 24th straight year, I think, something close to that. Looking over at Deucer's Alley. How do you not have Bill Belichick's career not, you know,
0: memorized? I I feel like Bill Belichick is the type of person where this is this is his life. I know he's got you know a, a strong family as well. Most of families family's in in coaching with him now, but it just seems like the type of guy that when he walks away from football. It'll be two weeks later. He'll pass in his sleep. It, it'll be like one and the same. Where this is, he's going to go till the end. I I don't
2: see him ever walking away from football. It is wild looking at how long Bill Belichick has been here. I mean, the, the success that he had, and now we have all these rumors about like Sean McVeigh, where they kind, it, it felt like a little bit where they were coming out of nowhere last year, was there was the the whispers that uh amazon was trying to lure him away to be an analyst on tv with a huge bag of money and you're like that seems strange and then it kind of grew of maybe this is going to happen and but it didn't and now we're right back to it of sean mcveigh is going to make his decision quickly about is he does he want to remain the coach of the los angeles rams which he's been a really really good coach and he's already like eh. Maybe, maybe I need to be done doing this. And Bill Belichick's over there going on his two decades. Well, it doesn't help that the Rams have traded away all their firsts. This is
1: the dynasty manager that comes in, <laughs> yeah, trains them, trades them all away,
2: gets a championship or two, and then
1: says, "Peace out, deal with the ramifications." I mean, it's
0: orphan league available. It and also, former champion. It has worked <laughs> no, out. No it has worked out for these coaches to uh, you know leave on top while you're good. You know, Sean Payton walked away right at the right time. Goes, gets paid big money as a commentator. That life is good. I mean, it worked for Gruden, and then Gruden came back with a decade-long contract. Worked for Payton, and this is a probably a smart path for McVay. Because if I'm a head coach, that's the path I want. You know where Sean Payton's going to go? Wherever he darn want. It, it, it's up to him. He's not going to any situation that isn't a a, a winning franchise, a ton of money. All the control you're asking for. So, I mean, that's the way to do it. I, if I'm McVay, I go to Amazon and then come back three, four years from now when people are signing blank checks for you. And you don't really
2: damage your coaching stuff. Exactly. Like, Sean Payton, you know, has been a great coach. He also had a Hall of Fame, a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback with him essentially his entire career there in, in New Orleans. And there were still some bumps along the way. Like, could Sean Payton have taken that team that we watched this year and done a whole lot better? Uh, maybe maybe a win or two, which uh, could have won the division based off of how things shook out. But, like, he didn't – you don't have to deal with the headache of the rebuild. You're just, you're just always great. So, well done by them. I, I was just thinking – A little sneaky.
1: You know, the uh, – like, people thought Bill Cowher would come back and coach. Like Bill Cowher 65 he's five years younger than Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick 47 years coaching. This will be his 24th season as a head coach. But like people thought Bill Cowher would come back and then life not coaching was too good. Right. Right. And it's it's funny because the the money that's in commentary now and the opportunities with all of the different networks and, and streaming services. It's a nicer situation on your life. I know that and I know that Sean McVay like you know to to you know, we made the joke about trading away your picks and getting out of there. Like he's had a lot going on in his personal life over the last handful of years too. So I think last year, the consideration of retirement was significant, but like, he's like lost people and, and he's had mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. So I definitely, you know, you, you've accomplished your dream and having some time away. Um, Cause it's an intense job to do it. Well, right. You're doing it all the time. So, um, we also got the really good news that Demar Hamlin has been released from the hospital has returned to Buffalo. So just such a you know looking at this weekend the crowd in Buffalo the support for Demar Hamlin freaking the... opening kickoff that
2: was return un... for a touchdown hard to believe
0: unbelievable the 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 fact that everyone everyone's eyes were on that game and they wanted to see how does how does Buffalo do how how are they emotionally how do they respond you know yep. And then the first play, they house it. And, I mean, as that play goes on, there's a, a just a, you know, they the camera goes to Josh Allen, whose hands are grasping his helmet like he can't even believe what just happened. I'm just, like, tearing up watching football. It's awesome. All right, injuries, though.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we have um, Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams exiting with a back injury. No fracture or muscle injury, according to Brandon Staley. He was carted off the field. The initial report that I had read had said they expected him to be ready for Jacksonville. But I mean, Brandon Staley's getting roasted right now by his <laughs> fans because, or by chargers fans, just for making the decision to leave these guys in for an extended period of time, which feels, you know, it feels like a, a, a trepidatious, impossible situation for coaches because you're always gambling when a player's on the field. And, the, and we've seen the value of momentum heading into the playoffs and playing well, like they really haven't had a lot of games where it's, firing on all cylinders, but yet they had the five seed locked up and you didn't need to do it. And Mike Williams is a very injury-prone player, as is Joey Bosa, who was also banged up in the game.
0: Yeah, it is It is really tough. I mean, you know, if Trevor Lawrence had gotten injured two weeks ago when they decided to play him, uh, we'd be lambasting Doug Peterson. Instead, because nobody got injured, nobody cares. Uh, but in exactly. this in this situation, it was one of those where I it made me toil, like, well, if I was a coach, what would I do? And I just think you have to rest your guys. Like, you, they can't get hurt if they're not playing football. I mean, you know, generally speaking. So um, that was rough, and while the initial report, you know, uh, great that there's no f- fracture and that they hoped that he was back, the it also came out that he was, a, when he was the last one out, basically going to the bus, he had to have his arm around a trainer for assistance walking the entire way there. It, it does not seem like like he's all hunky-dory, and he dealt with back problems that made him miss games early in his career.
1: Brandon Staley did come out literally in the, in the last few minutes and say he expects Williams to return to practice this week, um, but did not state definitively whether he'll play in the game. So we will see. We'll monitor that. Hopefully, he's out there. You want teams at full strength. Raheem Mostert, broken thumb, going into the playoffs. Gus Edwards exited with a concussion,
2: hoping to get Lamar back. Yeah, which there's no update as of the time of this recording. I mean, it's not good vibes right now for the Ravens.
1: And you look at his situation, is it a different outcome for him if he's locked up into a long-term deal? Does he make a different decision? I'm just thinking of off off the top of my head. Does he make a different decision about, or does the team make a different decision
0: based on? I would doubt it, given the playoffs. Maybe before now, maybe if he was ready and he kept resting. But I think the playoffs come. If he's able to be out there, I think Lamar Jackson will be out there. I it was. I would imagine it's just purely health. But my point is, like, if if you're Lamar, couldn't you jeopardize your contract? By being, by being re-injured so yes and no absolutely there is an injury risk for playing but i don't think that would actually jeopardize his contract that much i mean we we saw you know the worst case scenario happened with dak where it was like you see this is why you don't play on that. he still got paid a ton of money because you go well i know he's a great quarterback and if lamar were to go out and get injured there's half the league that would pay up to massive all you can eat buffet level of spending on him the Chiefs and Eagles secured the first-round buys.
1: So, Saturday, this week, we're going to get Seattle at San Francisco, Los Angeles at Jacksonville. And then on Sunday, Miami at Buffalo, New York at Minnesota, and Baltimore at Cincinnati. And then Monday, we've got a Monday night game, Dallas at Tampa. I forgot they were doing that. Me too. Because football, well, right. football owns, all right. owns everything. <laughs> yeah. So, our Super Bowl picks, we'll bring them on Thursday. We'll give you our brackets and our picks, and uh, we are doing the playoff challenge. We do it every year with the Foot Clan, so if you want to come, it's a free uh, opportunity to basically go in and pick players at every position, and you'll earn multipliers based on how long they last in the playoffs and the points they put up in uh, subsequent rounds. You can check that out completely free. Like I said, Uh, we do it over uh, through the NFL Playoff Challenge. And you can get there right to our league and participate with us at footclanchallenge.com if you want something else fun to do for the playoffs. Did I forget anything?
2: No.
0: No? That's it for now. All right. Moving on. This week's Fantasy Stud Muffins. Oh, just like all year long,
1: (laughs) week in and week out, Russell Wilson, 283-3. and
2: thanks russ <laughs> so I, I don't know if people realize but three of his limited three of his final four games of the season he was a top 5 fantasy quarterback also the last two games of the season which both were top 5
0: were without hackett hackett gets fired and then he was a top 5 quarterback and a top 5 quarterback so do you who's, who's got the courage? Do you walk <laughs> onto the trap, or do you no. see it for what it is? Well, look. Let me
1: just make a couple quick points. At the end of the season, you don't have the same pool to, uh, of where you are finishing. No Kyler, Moore, no Kyler Murray, no Lamar Jackson, no Jalen Hurts, no Josh Allen for one of those weeks. Uh, so, yes, you can slide into the top five, Russ. I will not be sold that bill of goods. I understand for next offseason, but he clearly played better. When Nathaniel Hackett was dismissed and they were able to move forward, you know, the last two weeks against Kansas City and the Chargers. So, you you know, it's nice to see some, you know, if you're a Denver fan, if you're a Russ fan, if you're Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, this is good to see.
0: Yeah. Maybe a little hope.
2: Absolutely. A little. A little. Um, A little. Yeah. To
0: (laughs) to speak to your top five, you know, uh, on this week, you've got Davis Mills. Davis Webb, Brock Purdy, all kind of cracking that as best quarterbacks this week.
1: Yeah, it was a very, I mean, people played half the amount of time, whatever. Uh, Josh Allen came back to uh, 254-3. and He finally looked great. And then, like you said, Brock Purdy, Davis Webb, Davis Mills. If your name was Davis, this is a good week for you. Uh, Running backs, Zach Moss, Mike's favorite player. (laughs) 18 for 114, Mike's start of the week, Zach Moss, Never afraid to put on the iron underpants.
2: Look, man, sometimes the process is it's easy. The Houston Texans, they just they delivered fantasy points to all running backs.
1: Yeah, and then uh you've got Nick Chubb
0: he finally got back on track. Go back the, into the end zone. Was the running back one this week, I believe, uh, despite really not having a monstrous line. It, it, you know, this wasn't a week for fantasy football where you just had, uh, you know, huge performances from anyone that mattered.
1: Any, any connection in the triangle of Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, any of them playing each other, is some of the most boring football oh, yeah. that you could ever experience.
0: How dare you? It's... Gridiron, it's gritty and great defense, Andy.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not. No. I mean, it was, it was when that was better than whatever else you were doing in the 1950s, because in the 50s you had less to entertain you. Yeah, and so that was entertainment in and of itself. But we got to change that now, and that's boring. Is to be <laughs> clear. Um, by the way, uh, in the same vein as Zach Moss with the Colts, we did get some news that Jonathan Taylor said Monday he will meet with doctors t- to decide about the possibility of undergoing surgery. Hmm. So that's not great because hmm. it's surgery he hasn't had yet. Also. Yeah, we well, should have done that. So uh, S- other big weeks. I mean, Mike, we mentioned S- this to it. briefly. Alexander Madison, the idea yeah. that maybe he could end up with a good week, had a couple touchdowns.
2: Like, c- I, 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 we, we kind of had a Dalvin Cook discussion. Uh, I don't remember which – of the 10,000 podcasts of the last couple of weeks. It was, but Dalvin cook has not been his consistent self. Like you, you still see the flashes of it, but you're seeing a whole lot more like just pedestrian work from Dalvin cook. And Alexander Madison is the, the unrestricted free agent. He's going to go try and get that bag of money. Uh, and I was talking about, uh, you know, like it wouldn't, it would not surprise me at all if we see a day 2 running back pick from the Minnesota Vikings and like Dalvin Cook is at the point now where I'm starting to get pretty freaked out if you're if you have him in your dynasty leagues like like I think that I think the time is rapidly running out I'm not with you on that That's that's
1: fine Yeah I, I mean I, for all running backs it will run out at one point in time but to me this was you know you know a pretty Good season. I mean, he's not double-digit touchdowns like he was three years ago because the team, the identity of this team is different, right? You have a different head coach. You have Jeff- Justin Jefferson, certainly the cog of the offense compared to what Dalvin used to be. Sure, but that is, but if you're using that as an
2: excuse for why Dalvin had a down year, he didn't have a down year. He was the number ten running back and he ran okay, the ball 320 times without getting hurt. He had a down second half from week eleven through week eighteen. He finished inside the top twenty-four two times yeah this this
0: last game um I had Dalvin Cook in our in our DraftKings so I was paying uh, special attention he got injured in the game I don't know if you saw that uh left the game he only played 34 percent of snaps and he did come back after that so he wasn't like out out but they clearly were taking it easy on him knowing that the playoffs were coming Alexander Madison has the big game I you know I haven't seen anything from Dalvin Cook to make me think he's lost it and he's not good anymore um so i you know i'm looking at his cap situation going forward he's 27 yeah i mean i i I think he'll play out this contract and then be done so i think you'll have another year or two for dynasty purposes this is where you would capitalize on his name and trade him for a haul if you still can i'm always fine with that at this age for a running back uh but i i don't necessarily think like it's the end for him
1: Jamal Williams, the big week, two touchdowns. We were talking about him in the office. He's an unrestricted free agent. We all expect him to go back to Detroit.
0: Yeah, I would think it's so. It's not
1: a guarantee. Also seen mock drafts with B. John Robinson Sh- to Detroit. Shut your mouth. Don't
0: you put that <laughs> evil out there.
1: They call him Carry On
0: Johnson 2.0. Yeah, that would that would <laughs> that would break <laughs> my soul. There are th- carry on, yeah. carry on. There are there are 31 teams Bijan is allowed to go to. <laughs> um,
1: who else do you want to talk about? Elijah Mitchell came back. 5-4, 55-2. Yeah. 55! CMC still got it done with managed work. Joe Mixon back into the end zone. Thank goodness.
0: Cam Akers, I think, is a big yes. uh, story. I think he's a discussion. He's been great. Got another 20 carries. He's been running for five yards a clip. Um, He was the running back four from week 13 on, and going into next season, he's going to be a really, really interesting discussion.
1: Uh, anybody else at the running back position you want to talk about right now? No. Quick break back
0: with the wide receivers. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash footballers. All right, wide receiver
1: studs. Keenan Allen keeps getting it done, 8 for 102 and 2. Devontae Parker, a couple of touchdowns. Jerry Judy, 5 for 154. Uh, definitely been their best receiver this year. Mm-hmm. You've seen kind of a consistent, he's at the top of that mountain. Stephon Diggs back in the end zone. Brandon Cooks back into the end zone. Brandon Cooks and Lovey Smith leaving together. <laughs> um, Just giving that number one salute. Number one. <laughs> Christian Kirk back for six for 99. I think Christian Kirk needed like, do you know this number, Kyle? He had an oh, incentive. No. Did he end up short? He had an incentive, and I think it was 100 and something. Like 103. I'll look it up. Yeah, he was close to it. I think he missed the incentive by like four or five uh, yards. What? I could be wrong. You gotta feed the man. Six for ninety nine. Well, they were. That <laughs> people brought that up in the um, in the like prop betting world about like guys with incentives this week and highlighting them, and I agreed with it on certain players on teams with inconsequential games, but when you're in the middle of a battle with Tennessee that goes to the wire, I can't help but think nobody's paying attention to that at the end of that game. It's get a first down.
2: Yes. But I yeah, I don't. I don't remember. No, what... I, I agree with that.
1: But Christian Kirk, big game. Uh, Jamar Chase, eight for eighty six and a touchdown. Uh oh, it was total catches? Incentives for a thousand yards. Okay.
2: No, he hit well, he had eleven hundred yards and he hit yeah, eighty I, plus I catches. I don't know what he was he
1: was short on. But um Drake London. Love it. Six for one twenty. Maybe a little spark heading into next year.
0: Yeah, this is this is great news for Drake London managers and bad news for those who were trying to target trading for Drake London on the cheap because You know, what I saw in the beginning of the year was enough for me to decide I want to go after him. I had a note written down uh, to to try to make some offseason trade offers for him. And I was really disappointed uh, how good he did at the end of this year because I don't have him in any of my dynasty leagues. And I'd like him because he's going to be great.
1: George Pickens, three for 72. That's kind of like if you had to pick a default George Pickens best case scenario stat line, three Mm -hmm. for 72 and a touchdown feels like George Pickens. And then uh, you had George Kittle, That's six game. targets, four for 29 and two. With Brock Purdy, George Kittle is unlocked. Isaiah Likely, eight for 103 in Mark Andrews' absence. And, yeah, I mean, uh, that,
0: that offense runs through the tight end position. If, you know, I've said this for Dynasty Leagues. I tried this in my own where I've got Mark Andrews. It feels like if you're the Mark Andrews manager, you have to go out and trade for Isaiah Likely because then your tight end is secure. And then uh, Chiggy Chiggy Bang Bang,
2: yeah, three
1: for forty two and a touchdown, Conquo
2: baby.
0: He's a good player,
2: man. Yeah, passing that eye test every the, week. It was pretty funny in the it, during the game. You know, like he was finally getting highlighted, I think, by Aikman, and there because he they lined him up at fullback, and he made the block. Like he, he did everything right because he he sprung uh he sprung the running back. But he also got blowed up on this play, like he got annihilated. And Aikman's like, he's doing everything on the field. I'm like, yeah, but he's on the ground. Like, that's not the play where you want to celebrate Okonkwo. What is your Aikman Joe Buck like? My sentiment, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're fine, fine. They, Jason, yeah, I think they are
0: better than vanilla, but they're not, you know, one of my favorites. I used to be a
2: pretty big fan, but it's faded in recent years. Well, because you now you have a taste of like there's other guys like That's probably what, it. Like you get you get to hear Romo do a couple games you go, Well, this is fantastic. Oh, what so what happened to the other people?
1: It's like when they only have vanilla and chocolate and then somebody made the swirl and the swirl seemed the best, but then someone made more flavors. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: I heard I could put sprinkles on this thing. <laughs> I heard Troy Aikman make a comment in that Jacksonville game about how like all season long Marvin Jones has been by far his most trusted receiver. What and I was like, you
2: haven't watched the Jaguars <laughs> at all. Um, was it uh, who did the who did the commentary when we had the the one player a fan take the the, the field? Oh, and it was so good. Um, it was a Harlan. I yes, think it, it was, was Kevin yeah. Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> that came. i bringing that up. Somehow my son found this video and he's just walking around the house. This man is drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> Your son is yeah. saying that <laughs> he, he found, he the, found clip. the highlight. It, it, and so then I had to watch it again, and it, it is this whole this whole period of of him commentating on the fan running across the field is so was good.
0: I think Harlan was also the one that did the cat. Was, was it, he? I, I think so. I th- it was either him. When or the cat Ryan was Evelyn. running across the field, I just rewatched the.
1: Uh, you remember the uh, malice at the palace? Yes. Yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about, Jason? Talking That's about, the Pacers, right? The Pacers yeah. and the Pistons oh, yeah. up in Ron the yeah. We watched that whole scene with the commentary because the, these guys, what are you going to say? And it was Bill Walton. Oh, <laughs> Bill Walton was gosh. in on that. So it was a blast from the past. Don't bring him back, by the way. Bill Walton? No, he stunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now that we're done with the commentator part of the show, into the duds. Pooped in his big boy pants. All right, well, Jalen Hurts, he may have been someone you could ride all season long, but if you played through week 18, he let you down, no well, touchdowns.
2: Hopefully you didn't have any of your starting quarterbacks. In, yeah. What do you mean? For well, fantasy football. If you had Joe Burrow, uh, if you had Trevor
0: Lawrence, if you had Dak Prescott, if you had Patrick Mahomes. if you Even had Jared Hur- Goff, yeah. I mean, the, it's just all the good quarterbacks really let you down outside of Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, it's true, because Week 18, people,
0: make your change. Now's the time. Now is the time. Now is when people will will be really upset, and so make the change to Week 17.
1: We got to get that 4.9% number down. <laughs> Running back duds, guess what? Studs from the year like Zeke and Pollard and Dalvin Cook and ETN and Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones and um, Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah, all the good players. Mm-hmm. So... It was, a, it was tough. You know, I, I saw my sister, her league, first season playing, two-week championship, goes to week 18. Had her sending me screenshots throughout the day. How's your matchup doing? I mean, it is single digits versus single digits. It's all these stars scoring very little <laughs> points, and, like, the winning margin was just almost nothing because nobody did anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, half of these games don't matter. A quarter of these games have... People playing a portion of the game and then resting—it's it, just—it's not, you know. The—I mean, there's a few games where they're going at it, but that's just not what we want for fantasy or for anything. Yeah,
1: no, no question. Jeff, Justin Jefferson didn't get the record, obviously. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle didn't do anything. Um, you know, nice to see the sophomore season for Amon Ross Saint Brown. You know, in terms of his involvement in the offense, he took the last half of last year and this year, and he's been b- become a real. PPR force uh, you saw T Higgins one catch Saw T Higgins
2: with as many yards as he had targets seven
1: targets for one catch That's kind of wild yeah Debo that's painful. you know Debo will be an interesting name going into next year mm-hmm. who's the quarterback what's the situation are they Dude, coming
2: off a Super Bowl appearance the quarterback I do not envy what the 49ers are going to have to do I like you have you literally have like three viable options at least well, he, Garoppolo's not under contract, I believe. Uh, I think he was a one year. So I mean the fact that and Brock Purdy's playing very well, but again, let's see how let's see how he does in in a playoff scenario against a true top team and in that type of an atmosphere, but but if Brock Purdy has any kind of success, I mean and then you have the number three overall pick who really has seen no game action. For your team, so you just you don't know. That's going to be a very difficult thing to. Yeah, you could go into the season
1: with with the hope of Trey Lance and the backup of Purdy.
0: Yeah, I I think that's what it will be. My guess is that they'll go to Trey Lance. That's -hmm. who they want. That's my full expectation. Almost regardless of what happens, the only like if they get to the Super Bowl and lose, I think it's no question Trey Lance is a starter next year. The only question is. If they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. If they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Do you, I mean like Well, you know, I, I think it'll legitimately
1: come down to was it because of Brock Purdy sure. or is it with Brock Purdy?
0: Yeah, that's fair. It wasn't, you know, Nick Foles won a, a Super Bowl and then well, they he balled out. Yeah, he did. But then they went back to wins. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that's a that's your best example. Um especially with the draft capital situation. But yeah, the wide receivers, much the same situation. Um, not a lot of good performers, good nope. performances. Zay Jones, Hollywood, DJ Moore, blah blah blah. Kelsey six for thirty-eight to finish the season. Darren Waller two for
2: thirty-five. Deontay, I when I was watching it, I believe he almost scored oh he had he was wide open massive
0: like 40 yard reception he's running I'm I'm watching over the corner I'm like oh my gosh he's yeah, he's, he's not he's not going to finish the season without a touchdown tackled at the one yard line oh that was that was brutal
1: yeah yeah and then uh Schmevin finished the year oh, four man. for 27 come on Schmevin the doctor a disappointing week Taysom Hill not as many opportunities this week and uh I think I'm going to stop talking about the duds, and we're going to get into the footy nominations because <laughs>
0: <laughs> here we go.
1: Why do I feel like I was on a Disney ride right there? The twenty twenty-two footy nominations coming your way, and I think we're going to do this. I think we'll take turns. We're okay. Going to break down each category. Oh man! Take turns. <laughs> I know you could have just kept playing it. By the way, footyawards.com is where you go to vote. Vote before next Monday, and we will announce the winners on next Tuesday's show. Performance of the year is our number one first category. Which single week performance was the most impressive this year? Last year, the winner was Jamar Chase in week 17, where he put up a measly 50.1 points on three touchdowns, 266 yards. This year's nominees, Tua Tangavailoa in week two, had that monster six touchdown performance. Justin Fields in week nine went for 42 fantasy points. Uh, this was kind of a huge breakout, 178 on the ground. Joe Mixon had his ridiculous uh, five touchdowns against yours truly in week nine as well. Josh Jacobs week 12, 45 fantasy points, 229 and two on the ground. Mike Evans, Jason's favorite performance of all time. Week 17, favorite player. Mm-hmm. 43 fantasy
0: points on 12 targets. That performance, week seventeen, three touchdowns, two hundred yards, makes me realize just how good last year's Jamar Chase was. Yes, because so, he yeah. he was like another touchdown more of and the, value. And then Stephon
1: Diggs in week two had thirty eight fantasy points on fifteen targets, one hundred forty eight and three. And T.J. Hawkinson in week four put up almost thirty six fantasy points.
2: Oh, the Hawkinson! And that was week. <laughs> uh, that was when he was in
1: in Detroit. Yes, and I actually I actually think that T.J. Hawkinson. The performance he had in the playoffs was extremely impactful because he was up over th- right around 30 points in that one as well. So, Hawkinson making a couple of burst appearances.
0: He did have a couple of big ones. The the next category is the Fantasy Reapers Man of the Year. Which painful injury hurt fantasy managers the most? Of course, last year was Christian McCaffrey. He uh, you know missed pretty much everything. This year, you have Javante Williams. Oh, man. Keenan Allen. I almost forgot about Javante. I know that it was so early. Uh Darren Waller, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, and my my man Brees Hall. Oh. That one yeah. hurt. That one they yeah, all hurt. It, it's funny because these really truly are almost we're gonna find out who people drafted the most. <laughs> because they hurt and they are personal when, you know, if you had Cooper Cup and he was I mean, he was the number one wide receiver by far, and then you lose him, you know which one of these hurt you the most. For me, it was Brees Hall because I had him everywhere. So let's find out who uh, let you down.
2: Yeah, some, our, some of these, some of these guys definitely did. Our next category: the poopiest pants award. Mm. Who has the fullest trousers? Yeah, I think the we we all we all voted, and I think we were very split. Here on Mm -hmm. who actually has the poopiest pants, but we have Justin Herbert drafted as the quarterback three, Russell Wilson, Uh the 12th man drafted as the QB eight, uh, Jonathan Taylor drafted as the first player overall, Alvin Kamara, RB eight Debo Samuel wide receiver eight DJ Moore. I feel like He, he can, can poop his pants D- no matter where he is. Like DJ Moore's in this category every single year. Yeah, but he hasn't he didn't he doesn't have the chance to win it back to back years. Uh, at the wide receiver 14. Allen Robinson, wide receiver 22, and Kyle Pitts back of the third, <sighs> tight end I, three. I was laughing <laughs> I was
0: laughing at this when you started reading because I did not realize that last year's winner was Allen Robinson. Was it re- Oh, yes. it was! It, it was. was he won the footy. <laughs> For poopiest pants and his back qualified <laughs> for this again. It's absolutely incredible. We
2: we, we washed his pants out. And we filled and, them back up. He, like, he got to go to the pants store. And, and But when you win this award, usually you're not allowed to have new clean pants. But then the Rams buy you <laughs> new pants. Oh, the Rams bought <laughs> him a
0: sweet pair. They were white. They were just, white. Just
2: pristine. Oh,
0: man. Freshly ironed.
2: Not anymore.
0: The white. Way- Another doo-doo. All right,
1: next award, the Waiver Wire Wonder, looking at which undrafted Waiver Wire stud was the best signing of the 2022 season. Last year, Cordero Patterson won oh, this yes award. It was. This year, some good uh, contenders yet again. Jarek McKinnon, who six straight games down the stretch with a touchdown. Zay Jones, wa- uh, he was called the spot start. Christian Watson, from uh, heralded rookie to nothing to, oh, that's why. Justin Fields mm-hmm. and Geno Smith, who, yeah. you know, both of those guys contributed in a big way.
0: Yeah, they were they were both awesome uh, fantasy quarterbacks. Speaking of awesome fantasy quarterbacks, we're going to talk about the fantasy quarterback of the year. This is, you know, you factor in where they were drafted, their big, important uh, performances and everything combined. Do you think that the best fantasy quarterback this year, not just who scored the most points, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. So you either are voting for someone that starts with a J or Patrick Mahomes. Last year was Tom Brady, that in is that tr- category. Yeah,
2: man. Do you guys realize where Geno Smith finished? I'm going. I don't. I don't know for sure, but I'm. I'm going to guess he threw for 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns.
0: Uh, I was going to guess quarterback seven,
2: five. At least that's what I'm seeing on our site. Wow. I mean that's, that's wild. It would not have been something that you could have stated without
0: being thrown into an insane asylum yes. before the year.
1: I mean if you? They would have hauled
0: any of us off if, if we had y- even hinted at top ten. Yeah, because he was the backup quarterback to Drew Locke. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how the the off season would. That's the narrative of the off season, the trade. Uh, Drew Locke coming over for Russell Wilson. We didn't even expect it to be Gino until a couple of weeks before the season. Then it was like, oh, he's he's won the job through camp and preseason. But, but I mean, would, would people have bet on Mariota or Geno Smith if they
2: were heads up before the season? Mariota. For sure.
1: Wild, wild. So quite the performance.
2: All right, the fantasy running back of the year. Is that where we are? Yes. Uh, so the nominees are Awesome Excellent, a.k.a. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Tony Pollard. Good nominees. Last Good year was, luck.
1: Last year was Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Fantasy Wide Receiver of the Year, which Cooper Cup won last season, uh, Jefferson, Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, and Stephon Diggs. Your nominees for Fantasy Wide Receiver of at, the Year.
0: Yeah, at tight end. You've got Mike's favorite, Taysom Hill. You've got Mike's <laughs> favorite, Evan Ingram. You got George Kittle, T.J. Hawkinson, and Travis Kelsey.
2: You know who I voted for.
0: <laughs> La- I voted with my heart.
1: Last year's winner was Mark Andrews, who didn't really yeah. get it going this year. He oh.
0: lived up to it, man, to start the year. It seemed like he was yes. a better pick than, than Kelsey, and then the Lamar injury, and then the Mark Andrews injury, and it, he was kaput. The
2: breakout player of the year. Which player? You know, the fantasy football breakout of the year. Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, despite the end of the season, <laughs> Devontae Smith, and Ken Kenneth Walker. Ken Kenneth? I am just. I'm, I don't know if it's Ken, or I Ken don't know if it's Kennery. Kenneth. Debo Samuel won it last year. Mm. The breakout of the year. Mm. Is this a curse?
1: Uh, you know, Debo, Debo's season's so weird. It is. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was not <laughs> It was just there. <laughs> right? I mean, it wasn't like catastrophic go injury destroyed him. It wasn't like his talent on the field when you
0: watched with your eyeballs was somehow inferior. He he missed four games, but that you know, you you think he missed more than that. He finishes the wide receiver thirty six this year and just was a I mean, he was a massive disappointment for where he was drafted and they when went I,
1: through three quarterbacks. So I think people factor that into the mental gymnastics as well.
0: Yeah, it was it was tough, weird season for him. He, he has not gotten as much shame as a lot of the other people that were drafted where he was, and finished. I haven't poorly. felt it. I, you know,
1: what was he drafted as though wide receiver eight? I think. Yeah. So that's part of it. Rookie of the Year nominees. Uh, last year Jamar Chase took this footy home with him, and by home with him I meant it was in the mail. Right. He opened it. It was a package that arrived. He opened it up and set it on his mantle. They're
2: arriving now last I heard, they were just still, just They're in, the still mail. in the mail.
1: Yes, they did arrive yesterday. Um, nominees, Brees Hall. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's for me. He Thank made you. the category? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. He's This is my vote. What?
1: <laughs> Damian Pierce, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Kenneth Walker.
0: We had some good rookies this year. I mean, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, teammates in college, both coming on into the NFL saying – I'm better. No, I'm better. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, Jason, but a rookie has won that award every season. That is crazy. I wonder if one will win it this year. We shall find out. All right. Uh, comeback player of the year. Who shocked you? Who came back to relevance? Last year it was James Conner. Had a great season when people didn't expect it. This year, do you think it's Saquon Barkley coming back to his old ways? Christian McCaffrey back to health? Jared Goff being good with the Lions, <laughs> you could have just been good, right, right? And Evan Ingram, who has you know, look, he's earned his full name, even from Andy's mouth. He was Evan Ingram, not just
2: Schmevin Schmingram. All right, the steal of the Maybe Evan Schmingram. I might just Ooh, okay. Uh, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm halfway there. Warmer steal of draft. These are always fun because this is what you, this is what you're looking for in the draft. You want to crush your first picks, but you want to find. The value, the the best value in your draft. Our nominees this year are Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Jacobs, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, forever. (laughs) He's probably in this category just eternally. Devontae Smith and Travis Kelsey. Despite the hefty 204, he earned his way into being one of the best picks of the draft.
1: Yeah, Lockett, the lowest ADP of that group at wide receiver 43. Yeah, last n- year's winner, round.
2: yeah. Last
1: year's winner was Debo, wide receiver, thirty-four in the seventh round. Um, is it back to me? It sure is. The Playoff King Award, who Ooh. drove fantasy managers to a championship during playoff weeks fifteen through seventeen. Last year was Amon Ross St. Brown, who had three top seven finishes. This year's contenders. It's a, it's a good group. Yes, it is. Austin Eckler finished RB seventeen four and one. Tyler Algier finished RB 23, 1, and 14. Algier got his 1,000. Nice. Cam Akers, RB 23, 1, and 14. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver 12, 1, and 11. Devontae Smith, wide receiver 15, 2 and, 5, uh, 2, and 10. DJ Moore, wide receiver 13, 9, and
2: 5. Can he be the playoff king and the while pants? wearing the boobiest
1: pants? That would be the most DJ Moore thing ever. <laughs> Jarek McKinnon, the RB one twenty-one and six, and then George Kittle, the tight end one two and twelve.
0: Yeah, those those uh, those guys won people some championships. Um, I didn't see Mike Evans in there. I mean, you know, he sucked sucked and was <laughs> I mean, awesome.
2: Like over the course of the the three <laughs> weeks, Actually, the I playoffs, believe
1: it was sucked, awesome, sucked.
0: Uh,
2: no, because no. he got the championship week.
1: That's right. I had week eighteen in my brain. Yeah, my yeah, apologies.
2: Yeah. But I mean, you know. He was what? What was he? Which he also Weeks, sucked. Weeks four or fifteen through seventeen, I think he was. He the was wide the receiver wide receiver too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he was great. He should be in this. I, I stand opposed <laughs> to this list.
0: Uh, the nickname of the year. We're getting into the real meat and potatoes here. The most important uh, couple of <laughs> yes. awards that will go out last year. The oh. Muth, the Muth got Luth uh, for Pat Fryer Muth. This oh, year, Luth. not Luth
2: enough. This year, yeah.
0: This year we got the dump truck. Like
2: like, Leading the voters,
0: Leonard Fournette I mean, he's got a, He's got a drop. I got to hit it. Uh, Brees Lightning for Brees Hall. You got?
1: Cole. I got a drop for that.
0: Oh, you do. Oh, oh wow. That's a. <laughs> That's a low blow. Wow, that let me down, and that hurt my feelings. <laughs> and did, you,
2: did you think there was a drop that you forgot about? I honestly <laughs> did,
0: because I'm a goldfish, and I was expe- I was really excited to remember Sorry. our drop for Breeze Lightning. Mm, and uh, That wasn't very nice. No, and it was insulting, too, because he's, he's faster than that. I know. Born. Get, get healthy. Uh, yeah, and uh, get there fast, and then take it slow <laughs> with Kokomo for Kolkomet. <laughs> you also have he who shall not be named Voldemort. Yes. For Deshaun Watson. The spot start in Zay Jones. Schmevin Schmingram. I'll let you figure out who that is. The 12th man for Russell Wilson. And the awful tower for
2: Paris Campbell. All right, Mike. All right. The one best, more big one. The best award of every year. The fantasy footballers moment of the year. We pulled the people which ones we want included in this list. And they will be these are available are they available right now Deucer team yeah if you go to if you go to footyawards.com you can get them in the survey right brooks yes sir oh fantastic so you can relive them and then cast your vote uh but we had andy's voice crack when he not re- recall that he was returning from uh some illness there there was a mailbag drop that came after andy was clearly insulting al borland telling him to hit the gym our solution to the NFL's catch problem, where we developed the idea of it's a child. It is the catch child. Zay Jones weather report from that awful uh, weather. Thank week. you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that, hopefully that saves some people. Uh, Jason giving us the the new scoring format of PPR. <laughs> Bijan Robinson, will he be in the draft? Will he not be in the draft? Quite a moment. Mac Jones not getting the surgery that no, many, no that, other people would have. That many other players would have gotten. Andy having a full mental breakdown on the show over Kyle Pitts, not knowing what to do. Uh, Jason talking about a boat that's on fire, but in a positive nature for some reason. And then Jason (laughs) as well. Jumping into uh, this, one I didn't even remember this one until we we played it. But Andy and I are having a really good discussion about Terry McLauren. What's he going to be for the Manders this season? And then Jason <laughs> jumps in with Antonio Gibson's stats <laughs> because like, he was not listening to us at all. He's just over there doing his. I own had thing. some
0: great stuff that I had to come out and it and um yeah and unfortunately I was didn't talking about, I was talking about the <laughs> wrong player. So, so
1: uh, footy awards dot com vote before Monday. We'll announce the winners. Pretty good list here, Brooks. Good work on this, uh, and this whole vote selection process, nominee selection. Thanks, sir. Deucer of the year. Why isn't that in there?
2: Yeah, we, we, on Friday, we were talking about, or what? Whatever, whatever, there was a show we were saying the, the fantasy footballer analyst of the year <laughs> and then deucer of the year. That's funny. Uh, by the way, do you guys
1: happen? And I was out on Friday's episode, so I don't, I didn't really pay attention. Who got shamed?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Oh, we
2: did. We set our we set our lineups for the fantasy face-off. I had Elijah Mitchell. So you set a lineup.
0: Yes. And then Jason? Yeah, I had Elijah Mitchell. He did very well. My team yeah. did and good. And then Kyle set a lineup, right? Yeah,
2: Well, because one of, when one of us misses, we let Kyle fill out one. And then uh, Owl Borland also rides with Kyle's team, as I would, too, because Kyle's pretty good at, at DFS. But yeah. D- but F- this weekend, his lineup was not as good as uh, Minor Jason. Yeah, baby! So, tune in to the next episode. Did he use the free version of the DFS passes? Where, uh... <laughs> well, he, he was going up against... I'll tell you what he did. He played Jonathan Williams of the Washington Manders, disrespecting original nasty boy... Oh, yeah. Jarrett Patterson, who... Shockingly, was way better than Jonathan Williams because Jared Patterson is good. What does this guy have to do to get a job? Maybe he likes the practice squad. Maybe, maybe he prefers the guys over there. I mean, he when he's when he gets playing time, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good. Uh, Unless Zach Moss is
1: great, like who'd you rather have Zach Moss or Jarrett Patterson? Jared Patterson. Patterson. But I mean, let like, well, Zach Moss
2: dominate. Jack Moss dominated the Houston, Texas. <laughs> Jared Patterson was playing the Dallas Cowboys. They the w- backups. No. They were trying to win that game. 17 for 78. Were they? Yeah. Yes. Man, they didn't, though. No, they did not. Are they done again in the playoffs? Uh, I won't say, but yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is going to be it for today's show. FootyAwards.com. Go vote. Go check it out. Thank you for joining us. Super Bowl picks, Footballers AMA, Wheel of Shame, all coming on Thursday's episode. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.